And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan. Davey, Hurling weekend, we had the Key Windows and Doors Junior 2 Hurling final, we had the Handies Clean Meals Intermediate Championship Hurling final and we had the Ted Martha Clothing and Footwear Trim Senior Hurling Championship Football or Senior Hurling Championship final and we also had the LGFA, um, the ladies' championship finals on on the weekend, so there was plenty going on for us uh, this weekend. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. Um, huge weekend across the board. Uh, mixture of really good football and really bad football in Ireland, purely because of the weather. I mean, Saturday was a delightful day. Sun was splitting the stones, and then Sunday was a complete and utter washout, and that probably wasn't conducive to to kind of really good hurling, and unfortunately in Park Talton. But uh, another set of finals are done and dusted now and we uh we're on the countdown to the big ones next weekend in the football we are, we are indeed the football of course will be taking place next weekend we'll go through those fixtures in a few minutes i'll just bring everybody's attention to our loyal royals podcast this week because we have a multitude of them going out we will have a full hurling championship review um from the senior intermediate and minor and junior two hurling finals we have a whole host of interviews there we have uh, jimmy canty neely heffernan james murray alan ennis kyle ennis and dara heffernan in those ones we have a whole host of interviews from the ladies senior football final as well we'll be doing a full patreon podcast on the ladies finals from the weekend we will have our hurling team of the week of course davy ruspin our small ball expert will be picking his hurling team of the week uh, from all of the action we will have the previews for the senior football championship final uh, the race for the Keegan Cup and we will of course be doing a preview of the relegation final uh, it's the big local derby between Navan and and Centralstown we'll have the intermediate championship final preview and we'll have the junior A and B championship final previews and uh, in, a, in, a, in a week or two we're also going to have uh, a full rundown on the regional championship Davy, you were at the launch of that last week and you got a whole host of interviews including an interview with the newly appointed Mead manager, Colm O'Rourke. So, lots happening on the Patreon podcast at the minute. Oh, absolutely, Mickey. I don't know where we're going to start with them uh, this week. Obviously, we have reviews, we have previews, we have team of the week. Um, and and obviously, we, we'll have a regional to go out, you know, the following week, along with that interview with Colm O'Rourke to go out at some stage as well. That's really good. It's about a 15-minute interview. We both listen to it. We'll kind of pick points from it and, and maybe talk about it as well as uh letting the listeners listen to it so um yeah it's it's all go it's 
it's as busy a time for us on the Loyal Royals podcast as probably we've ever had, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to get stuck into this We Are Me podcast and uh, we're going to run through the results. We won't go into depth on them because, as we said, we will have the full reviews over on the Loyal Royals podcast. But from the Hurling Championship on the weekend, Davey, I'm missing one of them. I'm missing the minor result. You'll have that for me in a moment. But in the key windows and doors, Junior 2 Hurling Championship final on Saturday, it was Kildalki 20 points, St. Pat's. Uh, from Eastmead, 17 points, three-point victory there for Kildalki, third time lucky uh, for them this year. Um, in the Hanley's Dean Mills Intermediate Hurling Championship final, it was Dundery, 17 points, Rathmaline, 11 points, and uh, some star-studded uh, displays in that one. And uh, we'll go then to uh, Park Tolchin on Sunday. We had the minor final, which you'll give us name in a second, Davy, but the senior hurling final went in the uh, way of trim. It was 113 to Rathoth's one goal and 10. And the famous double that we've been talking about, Davy, the Senior Hurling and Football Championship double, will have to wait for another year because Rathoth weren't able to get the job done against trim and, and, and set it up for a massive day in Park Tolchin again next Sunday when they'll face off against Summerhill in the senior final. No, sadly not. But a, a double of different kinds for Trim on the day, Mickey, because exactly. they recorded uh, another minor and uh, minor and senior hurling double. Um, I think it's six minor championships now in eight years, four in the last five, and uh, this was a landslide victory: two eighteen to Trim, six points to Dunham or Ashburn. And um, listen, Dunham or Ashburn have made incredible strides. This was their first ever minor hurling final, Division One. And uh, okay, they come up against the far superior trim side, and there's no, you know, there's no shame in in admitting that or losing to trim, who, who've been outstanding really at minor level for the last number of years. But but the the omens are good, and you were just talking about East Mead, and you know when you were mentioning the Pats, like Dunmore Ashburn have made incredible strides as well in recent years yeah. in hurling terms. So there's plenty more of that to come, and that will feed into their intermediate sides in in the coming years. So. Uh, future's bright, but for Trim, it was all about Trim on Sunday. What an incredible double uh, for them, minor and senior. I can only imagine the scenes uh, right about now over in Trim. Yeah, two senior championships in three years. They waited 30 years to win one, and then they get two in uh, quick succession. So, uh, well done to Trim. Davey, a couple of standout performers on the day for Trim. Yeah, a couple of great performers on the day. Uh, the the highlight for me was the two James, James Toher and James Murray. Uh, Toher was superb, you know, as captain centre half back, lorded it, picked up so much ball, and was really economical with it. And James Murray, Mickey, gave an absolute absolute exhibition of score taking. He had frees, he had sixty fives, he had scores from play, he had sideline cuts. It was it was box office. It was one of the all time great. Uh, performances and uh, he was exceptional. And in the uh, intermediate, Davy, um, it was the Luke Martin show uh, in that one. Thirteen points out of their uh, total tally. And uh, in fairness, uh, Ratmaline put up a, a, a stern test. Gary Doherty with nine points on the day, but um, it was to be done to his day. It was, yeah. Gary Doherty outstanding, nine points and six of those coming from play. But as you say, Luke Martin, and it's been the Luke Martin show to be to be brutally honest. For most of the year for Dunry and his free taking has been nothing short of stupendous really and 12 out of his 13 points um, all coming from freeze. There was three points from play with from Jamie Levy, um, you know, son of son of the manager and uh, that's some contribution to give as well and great for Dunry, absolutely huge victory for them. There was great scenes of celebration last night as well and uh, yeah, th- that'll that'll give them a little bit of um, solace after the, the football defeat last week. 
Yeah, I was just going to say it's a, it's, a, it's a nice bounce back from yeah. Dundry after the defeat um, at the hands of Dilip Bayeson in the intermediate uh, football championship semi final last week. So uh, well done to Dundry. Hard luck to wrap my line. Um, you know, and, and they'll come back stronger for it. And in the junior two final, Davy, um, uh, Matthew Cully uh, managing 13 points for Kildalki and for St. Pat's, Jared Donahue with 10 points. So um, again, you know, a, a really strong performance by St. Pat's, but Kildalki's third team, um, you know, uh, it, it's an incredible story for, for, for Kildalki. Yeah, absolutely. And there were five points down at half time, Mickey. And to, to come back and win it in the fashion that they did, courtesy of that second half performance, is absolutely outstanding. Um, great, great performance, as you say, from a third string. But again, Pats will take loads of positives. What an occasion it was for them to be in Park Talton for a hurling final. And not too much crossover with the footballers, but one player who impressed was Neil O'Flaherty. He plays centre half forward for the footballers. And he was in the forwards for the hurlers and did well, as well as Cully, Aaron Bias, and uh, Jared Gagan who also impressed but um, not to be for them and Kildalki disappointing year overall and it promised to be possibly the year of all years but it's nice for them to finish it out with silverware because um, I think they were also were the beaten in the Brendan Martin Cup final against Kiltail as well on Sunday uh, Kiltail defeating them so Kiltail finishing the year with a bit of silverware as well Yeah well done to Kildalki Thirds uh, uh, you know it's the Shining light in, in what has been a tough year for them. Um, you know, nothing wrong with their year as such, but they, they would have been hoping to pick up maybe a bit more silverware. Um, but uh, uh, unlucky uh, in, in three of their other finals, this one going their way. Davy? Yeah, just the full-time score from that Brendan Davis Cup between Kiltail and Kildalki, which was played on Sunday at Father Plunkett Memorial Park. It finished Kildalki 2-9, Kiltail 17 points. So some, some, some silverware. For Kiltail uh, against their arch nemesis, Kildalki. Yeah. Um, so, as we said, head on over to our Loyal Royals podcast. It's Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. You'll get the full Championship Hurling uh, review with interviews with Jimmy Canty, Neely Heffernan, James Murray, Alan Ellis, and uh, Kyle Ellis and Dara Heffernan. So, uh, from the minor final there as well. So, uh, do check that one out. Davy, you have some LGFA championship results for us, and uh, you'll only be too delighted to announce a couple of these. Yeah, and I didn't think I would be, Mickey, at one stage, but uh, thankfully things came good uh, for St. Dalton's. But we'll come to that in a minute. We'll start with the senior, uh, which was contested on Saturday afternoon over in an absolute packed out Rathoth. And it uh, was St. Peter's Dunboyne who achieved the three in a row courtesy of a hard fought victory over Dunshockland Royal Gales. It finished 113 to St. Peter's Dunboyne, 110 to Dunshockland Royal Gales. But, um, it, it, it took Dunboyne a long time, Mickey, to get themselves on top in that game. But when they did, they played some lovely football in the second half and were good value for their victory. Uh, they'll progress to the Leinster Championship with a meeting with Kilmacook Croaks next weekend. Um, in the Intermediate Championship, a last-minute goal from screen. Uh, yeah. Seeing them defeat Nafina at an absolute crestfallen Nafina. It finished screen 1-6, Nafina 8 points. And that last gasp goal... Um, wins it for screen by a single point. And I think the biggest compliment you could probably pay Nafina was that their superstar Aideen Slattery got player of the match, having been on the defeat, the losing side. So I think that's uh, that speaks volumes for them. And the other uh, game, Mickey, I think we've saved the best to last, St. Dalton's and Malby. <laughs> Um, two eleven to St Dalton's three goals and four points to Manalvi after, after extra time. This game, 
had absolute everything. It looked like Goldstones were completely coasting to a comfortable victory. And then they shipped three goals in the space of about 10 minutes and the trail by two points. And I think it was left to Rachel Casserly to put the game into uh, extra time. And to be fair to Goldstones, they uh, pushed on in extra time and Manalvi didn't register a solitary score in extra time. Goldstones winning it by four points in the end. Um the latest of uh, the Dicey Riley offspring uh, coming on to really um, push Ultons over the line. His daughter, only 15 years of age, came on and got a goal, um, which was crucial in getting them over the line. So there's a new new kid on the block in the Riley household. Who's Dara? Who is this Dara fella? <laughs> um, brilliant stuff and well done to St Ultons ladies. And I'm sure they will party for a day or two. But again... They have a, a Leinster Championship match coming up very soon as well, Davey. They will. They will. I'm, I'm not sure is it actually next weekend or when is it. And, and likewise with screen. Um, but I know for St. Peter's to Boyne, it's a fairly short turnaround and they're obviously defending their Leinster crown as well. So they'll want to um, put on a good show when they take on Kilmacud Croaks in a Dublin venue next week. And that screen goal, Damien, or, or Davey, um, came in the second minute of extra time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, incredible stuff and uh, uh, screen really um, stealing that one in the end. So uh, just I, I was looking for it there, the St. Dalton's uh, match. I did see it earlier on um, on Twitter. I can't find it there at the moment, but we will come back to it um, and, and give that fixture out when it comes. Davey, was there any camogie on the weekend or was it just ladies football? No, just ladies football. I think camogie is next weekend. Very good. Well, they will be playing uh, at the same time as the following fixtures because we're going to run through the fixtures for next weekend in the uh, Adult Football Championship Finals. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910, or in-store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Meath. The Ballerice Bar Restaurant Guest Accommodation Junior B Final will take place on Saturday at 12 noon, Davy, uh, St Bridget's and Slane. Um, on Saturday, also in Park Tolchin at 2 o'clock, we'll see Castleton and Dunsany they're fighting it out for the Ballerys Bar Restaurant and Guest Accommodation Junior A Football Championship. Then, uh, of course, again on Saturday, this one at four o'clock, because it's going to be a, an absolute uh, festival of football in Park Tolchin next Saturday. It will be the intermediate meeting of Dunshockland and Delete Bellies Town at four o'clock, a real tasty one there. And then on Sunday, we will have, or sorry, we go to Friday first in the Senior Football Championship because the final relegation will take place on Friday evening and uh, the game will be played in Ashburn under lights. It's going to be Friday night lights for Sanchestown and Navan O'Matneys. And then on Sunday, 
uh, taking centre stage for the weekend at three o'clock is going to be the meeting of Summerhill and Ratholt in that senior football championship. Can Ratholt do what Dundery did and bounce back from a hurling loss one week and then go through and win uh, the senior football championship on the Sunday, Davy? They can. Um, will they? I'm not so sure. I, I think Summerhill will really, really fancy the job. I didn't see any uh, notable kind of injuries for Ratoth, which is probably good, but it'll take a little bit of time for them to lift themselves after that. But listen, they'll take great inspiration from what Dundry did, I suppose. And uh, it's a completely clean slate. And I actually think it's a great opportunity for them to go out having lost the final this weekend and to try and, you know, make amends next weekend and, uh, you know, finish the year on a high. It should be a great final, though. If, if Fingers crossed the weather is right as well, because at this time of year, it's the one pet peeve of mine, Mickey, is the weather ruining good county finals. Do you know the wind and rain at this time of year um, can make it extremely difficult against two great teams? If it's a nice day, I think you could have anything. It could be absolutely fantastic game. Yeah, and, and, and a final chance for all those players in each of those games to try and make it into the Kiko Sports Team of the Week, the final Kiko Sports Team of the Week for the year. And then, of course, it will be the Kiko Sports Team of the Year, Davey. Um, the Team of the Week will be over, but it will be the Team of the Year. And we'll have to sit down and uh, get the nominations out there for our Team of the Year. And, um, of course, that that event will take place in the Blackwater Inn on the 22nd of October, Saturday the 22nd of October. We want to keep pushing that date out there for everybody in partnership with So Sad Charity. We'll be holding uh, that event in the Blackwater Inn in Kells. And we're really looking forward to it, Davey. We're hoping to get a really big crowd over of listeners and players alike and uh, to celebrate all of the footballers, the club footballers across the county. And in doing so, we will be presenting them with their Kiko Sports Team of the Year All-Star jersey, um, you know, in recognition of what they've done this year. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. We've got the Eventbrite link up now as well. So registrations is open for that. It's a completely free event, as you say. But we would encourage everybody who's planning on coming to it to go onto our socials and you'll find the link there basically to register your interest free or register your ticket for the night free. Um, we're going to kick off around seven o'clock, I think, on the Saturday. And again, we would we would just encourage as many of our listeners as possible to really try and come on the night. It's for the players. But we want it to be a really good kind of night for We Are Mead listeners as well as anything and just have a bit of a chat and, and catch up and crack with people. So get across to the Blackwater Inn Saturday 22nd. Should be a great night. Yeah, we have a whole host of people already signed up for it and we're encouraging as many people as possible. There's going to be loads going on. There's going to be drinks promotions on the night. and There's going to be crack. There's going to be speakers hopefully there. We'll have somebody from So Sad to say a few words as well. And um, yeah, we're hoping that it'll be a great night over there in Kells. But uh, Davey, uh, last week we had the Blackwater in uh, team of the week, of course, the second last one. And uh, dominated by two players in particular, Oshin Foley from Dunshockton was our Blackwater Inn Player of the Week for that week. And our top scorer of the week was Dara Rowe from Sydney. Both teams went in opposite directions after the semi-finals, though, Davey. They did, sadly, yeah. Uh, Dara Rowe couldn't have done too much more, Mickey, with, with what he did for Sydney last week in kicking eight points. And Oshin Foley couldn't have literally done anything more than keeping Sean Mead scoreless on the day. Um two outstanding players and they've been consistently doing it throughout the respective championships. So unfortunately, as you say, for Darrow, it's the end of the road for him this year. Um, but for Oshin Foley, it's all focus on that intermediate final, which we were just talking about a number 
a number of minutes ago against Dulik Bellierstown. We'll have a full preview of that over on the Loyal Royals later in the week. But um, he'll he'll have a big job to do. Not sure who they'll earmark him to probably pick up, but you'll find it'll be one of the top marksmen in Dulik Bellierstown. So we're in the Blackwater Inn in Kells with our top scorer of the week, Darrow from uh, Sydney, and of course our player of the week. Uh, from Dunshock and Oshin Foley. I'm going to go to Dara first, I suppose, because you've got a sore arm there, Dara. Tell us a little bit about why you were in, in a cast. Yeah, yeah, just about nine weeks ago, I just hurt myself playing a football match, but I wasn't too bad. But once I knew football was ended, I said I had to go get checked and ended up, yeah, it was broken. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you, play, you have to play in eight or nine weeks with a fractured uh, arm. And uh, then your last game there, you go out against the old rivals, the neighbours, Castletown, and you ended up kicking eight points. But it wasn't to be for Sydney on the day against probably a, 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 a much hungrier Castletown side on the day. Yeah, just uh, I'd say come down to that. Dave, in addition to a few young players from last year as well, made a massive difference as well. And they still have the um, older boys as well to guide them through as well. Like they've excellent players throughout the pitch and just on the day. It showed, it showed on the pitch, and we just couldn't keep up with them, to be honest. Yeah, it was, it, it was a fabulous game of football for the neutral. Um, that first half was incredible. I think Hughes had one wide, and Castletown had no wides in that first half, and uh, we were treated to some spectacular football. And you know, yourself included, you know, some of the scores were were, were sublime. Yeah, the first half, Castletown is, yeah, they had a perfect half nearly, and we just tried to keep with them, and we went in at half time thinking they nearly had a perfect half. We hadn't really played. And then second half they pulled away, which is a bit. It was a strange game. Then second half because I think both teams were better in the first half, but yeah, no, they just pulled away in second half. But yeah, credit to them, and that's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the, the the magnitude of the game came true in the second half, and players started to realise, you know, it, this game could be, you know, it could it could be all changed by one mistake, and it became a little bit stop start. There was fouls coming in, and the referee had to uh, blow the whistle more often than he did in the first half. Yeah, it did. The second half kind of it went by. It seemed to go by so quickly as well, as you said, stop start, and then we were kind of behind then as well. And we seemed to be going for goals, and once they're going for goals and not getting them, it's just it's kind of yeah, it was uh, written then really to be honest. And then and then the goal that they got, you know, a bit of fortune behind it. Uh, Jamie uh, or Jamie Doherty with the shot coming in, and it dropped over your goalkeeper's head, and you know he's a big unit in there. It's not easy to love him. No, it's not, no. But yeah, no, that was the killer blow, really, to be honest. And then we kind of heads dropped and we were going for goals and we just we couldn't get them, unfortunately, yeah. So It's the end of the year for yourselves. Uh, obviously, you've gone and got your arm checked out and whatever. What do you do now for the winter, I suppose? You would be eyeing that junior championship because you definitely showed signs that you are good enough. Yeah, that was the aim at the start of the year, like trying to bounce back right off, like right straight away, but just couldn't do it, so I suppose... Learn from our mistakes, hopefully, and like work hard, get back together as a group, maybe talk about what went wrong, what went well, and then look forward to next year, yeah. I'm going to come back to Oshin now in just a second. I'm going to bring in George, because George, you'd know Dara, Dara's family quite well, and a uh, testament to the man, you know, he's coming in here in a cast and played eight or nine weeks uh, with a broken arm for, for Sydney. Yeah, obviously Dara's made it tough stuff, and... Um his father before his father before him was the same, and um, I know Dara doesn't want to hear that, but um, I think from my memory of him he was anyway. I'm sure Dara's dad represented the county as well. So look, you don't you don't get to do these things without being made of tough stuff. Fair play to Dara for soldiering on, you know, with, with that injury, and 
as you said to him, he'd done all he could. Dara was in here last year as well, so at least he, he knew his way in anyway. And he's a real good footballer, a real good guy. And um, certainly, hopefully, you know, there's always another year in football. As everyone sets out to win it. Every year there's only one left standing at the end. But Sitton gave it a real good go. And probably I wasn't at the game, but he came up short against probably, in my opinion, a very good Castletown team. I saw them in the league final and... I said that day that I think I saw the winners of the Junior A Championship. Now, I could be proved wrong again, but certainly if they're beaten, it'll take a very good team to beat them. They're, they're a real good side. And as Dara rightly said, um, them extra new two or three new lads that they got through there just seem to have, you know, and even even all the interviews you hear with even the older Castellan players are saying that, that they've just given it that, that injection of life and it's made a big difference to them. Yeah, like it's massive the the injection that they got from the three lads there. Um, you know, you look at Adam, Killian, and Keen, uh, and two of them going into the midfield, and and they were coming up against uh, your two experienced campaigners in the middle of the field, and and they gave it, they gave them ever, you know, as much as they got, like. Yeah, we kind of going to see them last year with Clary Emmons, sitting in Castle, and obviously joined for Clary Emmons, and I was cheering them on last year when they won a minor championship, so. It's a bit strange knowing that they're coming and you'll be competing against them next year. But yeah, on a fair play to them, they stood, they stood up uh, and they're playing excellent football this year. In fairness, we kind of knew they are great footballers. And yeah, I'm sure we'll see you in the final as well, I'm sure. He says through gritted teeth. Um, <laughs> in fairness, now, call, or, um, George, you're after mentioning how Dara is you know, an experienced footballer now at this stage and he's been doing it year in, year out. And, the whole lot. We're going to move over now to Oisín Foley, one of the new young guns on the scene with Dunshockland. And uh, Oisín, I suppose, looking at the games that you've played this year, you are always tasked with going on to the, the marksman and the opposition. And more often than not, you come out on top. Well, it's fallen a bit way that, that a bit that way this year. I've, I've marked a few, uh, yeah, very good players, I'd say. And uh, hopefully some of the time I come out on top anyway. We, we seem to get through the games, but... Uh, yeah, a few of the better lads this year, I suppose. You, you, you came up against one of the best footballers in Mead this year. Um, he's one of the most informed players in all of the championships, and that was Sean Mead for Nobber last week. And uh, you managed to keep him scoreless. I had to check after the game to see if he was playing, because normally when you see Nobber have kicked 10 points or whatever, like six or seven of them will go to Sean Mead. But you did a fantastic job on him. Yeah, he's he's an excellent player. I think we knew coming in he was going to be he was going to be a task and. Marking him is, is no easy easy task. Like he's a he's a hell of a player. He can you know turn quickly and he's a very direct runner and stuff. So uh, definitely kept me on my toes for the for the whole game. It was delighted we got there without the scoreless. I think even when we were a good few points up towards the end, everyone else might have been able to relax a little bit. And I was trying to hold on to that scoreless, <laughs> so I was still flat out. But. Uh, yeah, delighted we got there, do you know? Yeah, and, and, and look, this is a, a, a very young Dunchockland side, you know, relegated last year a, a, against all the odds coming up against Navin O'Matney side that were inspired in that relegation final. How big is it for Dunchockland to get straight back to an intermediate final and give yourselves a chance of returning to senior football? Yeah, like, look, it's it's big. We're we're delighted to be back there, do you know, and, and, and fighting to be back into senior. Um, as you say, it's not something that we, we wanted to happen is to end up in intermediate but um, it's it's a tough championship and we know that I, I don't think a team has bounced straight back up in, in 20 something years uh, after going into intermediate so we're very aware of that uh, but yeah we're, we're delighted to be back with a chance and I think with all the, the young lads coming through and I suppose a, two, a new team dynamic form and a bit of momentum coming we're hoping we can get back up and, and make an impact as senior hopefully going forward you know.
Yeah, and, and, and like it's a, it's a star-studded team. You've got plenty of county footballers and the whole lot. You've got a really good management team, Keely and Curran to name, but two of them or whatever. What's been different this year for for, for Dunchaku? Yeah, I suppose the um, you know the new management coming in have have breathed uh, some from fresh life into the team as well. I suppose in a, a new approach, which has been which has been fantastic, and I suppose even another year of the young lads coming on. Um, you know, a lot of them are still. 18, 19, 20, and any year of experience that comes at that age, they, they're coming on leaps and bounds. Um, the likes of Conor Gray coming back into the team as well and um, having an excellent season in midfield, it, it definitely does help. But I suppose once you start getting a few wins under your belt as well, we, we did a lot of years of probably winning one game and staying up um, or, or winning two games and staying up. So starting to get a bit of momentum and winning some games in the league, I think definitely has helped us kind of find the way to win again and, and hold on, do you know? Yeah, winning is a habit, as they say, and I suppose, uh, looking at your path to this final, you know, you had to beat Rod Kenny in one of the most enthralling games, I think, this year in the Intermediate Championship in the quarter-final. That could have gone any way. You're going to be coming up against the league side, who have a pretty much similar run as you have had to the final, you know, and are playing swashbuckling football. You're going to have a multitude of forwards that you're going to have to look at. This is going to be a big test for Dunchaklin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, when we all saw the result come in from the other semi-final, we were, we were um, yeah, we were impressed with it with the scoreline they got, and we know they have, as you say, probably rather than having one or two star forwards, that they have six or seven that can kick a good few points. So we're, um, yeah, I think it'll be a big challenge, all right. So we're we're looking forward to to getting stuck into them, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a big challenge. Like we know we know what Delhi can do, and we we played them earlier in the league, and we know that they were well capable then. So we're, um, yeah. It'll be a tough one coming. Will you be able to take care of a couple of the forwards or will you just look after one? <laughs> oh, I'll try and just stick to the one. But we, oh, we've, we've good good lads in the back line, so hopefully we can uh, we can give it to them and uh, yeah, hopefully come out on top of it. We know it'll be a, a tough one for sure. George, bringing you back in again. I think we're like set for a really, really good intermediate final, it has to be said. They are the two informed teams in that intermediate championship. Two really young squads that love to play a lovely brand of football. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm not as adept at uh, microphone as Ushin obviously is. Obviously, um, he's he's as good in front of the microphone as he is at, at marking these corner forwards. <laughs> um, I, as a former defender myself, now by the way, at a very poor level, but I was very. It just it struck me there when he when he said about the mindset of, no matter how the game was going, was his mentality was keep it at zero. That just jumped out at me. So that, that's the mentality you need to be to, to do that job. And, you know, we need guys like that. Um, I, I purposely deflected the question for the simple reason is that I, I haven't had the opportunity to see either team this year. Um, so I can't make any comments. But what I'm reading and what I'm hearing is exactly what you're saying. They're two, um, you know, they're two uh, good teams. Um, Dunshockland would have probably had their a get out of jail game maybe if you want to call it or a game that you need as you go along because they were going along maybe too easy and then Rat Kenny really tested them and, and, and they came through that Derek uh, Bellison maybe you might have learned from was it the Mead Hill game did they get yeah. caught out there yeah. but Derek um, Bellison what I'm hearing seem to have added new players and consistency to their game so I hope I'm not putting the jinx on either of them because I haven't seen them playing but I will be at the intermediate final and I'm definitely looking forward to the three games in Park Talchon on Saturday and on Sunday as well but um, look at 
hopefully it will be a really good game and best team win. George, you mentioned that you know you, you were a defender back in your day and how many days ago or whatever it was. But Oshin has that kind of old style you know, defender about him. It's all about, as he said, I just want to do my job. You don't see Oshin racing up the field to try and get scores and whatever. His job is to defend and to make sure that he keeps his man scoreless. And more often than not, he comes out the right side of that. Yeah, well, I love that. I love that that's still around and is still needed because, you know, that the game has moved on, especially into county level, and everybody's, you know, everybody's just, just trying, everyone's good on the ball and all this, but I still think you need a few lads that just put the stop signs up and set out to do their job. And um, I think it's great to see lads like that. And as you asked them, if their forwards are that good, hopefully there's a few more, like, ushering up there, he'll have to... You'll have to give a few tips to the rest of the backs during the week. Oh, I think they're being well coached. I, I also see him, um, I see um, Dunshockland, just on a lighter note, are sponsored by uh, Chico. So he has the Chico traction on him. So maybe that's a hint. Maybe he's hoping he'll be picking up the, one of the jerseys later on in the year as well. Which, and um, if, if he performs in the final, I'm sure he'll be well in the runner for it. Absolutely. And uh, a good plug there, George, for the Kiko Sports uh, Team of the Year. Um, the All-Stars Night that we're going to be holding here in the Blackwater Inn on the 22nd of October. Um, you know, every chance that both of the lads here could be nominated for the Kiko Sports Team of the Year. But they are picking up top scorer of the week for Darrow Row this week. And Oshin Foley picks up our player of the week. So uh, stay tuned for more information on uh, the, the Kiko Sports Team of the Year. Yeah, Davey, so the two lads there, Oshin Foley and, and, and Darrow Row, the top scorer of the week and the player of the week. And... Uh, you know, Darrow played eight or nine weeks uh, for Sydney with a broken arm and didn't know. Uh, got it, uh, got an X-ray at the time. Came back clear. Knew there was something wrong with it. Decided not to get it checked out again because he was still playing. And waited until they were down at the championship last weekend. Went into the hospital to to ha- get them to have a look at his uh, his X-ray again. And it turned out that he had a fracture in his arm and he was in a cast as I was interviewing him. Like that's. That's incredible stuff. Do you reckon he was in denial, Mickey, when they were still in the championship, that he knew there was something wrong with it, but he was telling himself, shit, I'm, I'm not going in, because if I go in and they tell me it's broke, which should ask me, guy and gone. So I'm, I'm not convinced that that he didn't have an inkling, Mickey, to be honest. Oh, but no, no, it, no, he wasn't, he wasn't yeah. in denial at all. Yeah, I think yeah. he knew, as yeah, he just that's said. What at, but yeah. it was more of a case of, uh, it was, yeah, I am injured, but to hell with this, we're going too well, we're... We're in a, a championship semi-final and, you know, so many other players would probably uh, cop out at that stage. Absolutely. Listen, he's had he's had an awful time with injury up to that <laughs> broken arm, what, a month or six weeks ago. He's had a really good year of it, like, sustained. He did have a little bit of an injury earlier on. He missed a couple of games, but by and large, it was probably his, his longest sort of stint at it, you know, for a long, long time. And... I think he's what is he twenty seven maybe twenty seven years of age now and um, the unfortunate thing for me with Darrow is that he might get to play in the regional championship now and the regional championship is just the perfect competition for a Darrow because everybody knows how good he is but it would be his prime chance to kind of show column and show the selectors like what he has to offer but sadly it kind of looks now that he mightn't get the opportunity to do so let's just hope his club form maybe could get him. Possibly a look in at a later stage, maybe. Yeah, well, let's let's wait and see. Let's hope he can get back for that regional championship at some stage because 
Um, he, he really is a fabulous, fabulous footballer. And, you know, I, I was saying it to him as well. I think, I think it was Evan Hoy that was uh, marking him for Castletown, uh, Davey. And, yeah. you know, it, it, he even complimented Evan Hoy on the game that he had. He says he was excellent. and uh, Like, he literally couldn't have done any more to stop Darrell Rowe from scoring. It's just that's how good Darrell Rowe is. But a man uh, that loves to stop fellas from scoring is Oshin <laughs> Foley. And, you know, what a speaker, great lad. And, you know, even even George picked up on it. You know, he was, how Oshin was saying, uh, with, with only 10 minutes to go or whatever, it looked like George Ockton had won the game. But his sole objective at that stage was like, all the other lads started to calm down a bit. He was like, I'm keeping, I am not letting Sean Mead score. I've got a job to do here. And, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't taking the foot off the gas, you know, that kind of way. And George was like, oh, it's great to hear a young fella who knows that he's got little small um, uh, victories to get as well. And, and, and it, for him, it was keeping uh, Sean Mead uh, scoreless. And another player that will get to play in that regional championship and very well could get the old phone call from the mean setup. I hope he gets to play in it, Mickey, because if the chocolate win the intermediate and go into Leinster, you know, maybe he mightn't get to play in it, but but that's all good good if that comes to that. Uh, yeah, do you know what's funny? When you're a forward, you could kick five or six points and miss two or three in the last 10 minutes and you'll still get team of the week and you'll probably still get top score of the week. If you're a defender, you keep your man scoreless for 55 or 56 minutes of the game and he goes and scores a goal and a point then, he probably doesn't get, he obviously doesn't get player of the week, probably doesn't even get team of the week then because his man ended up getting 1-1. <laughs> so you're actually quite right in what, what he said and it's interesting that that was kind of picked out and that his job wasn't done even though Dunchoklin had the game in the bag, everybody else was kind of completely in final mode. He was fully determined on keeping Mido uh, scoreless for the remainder of the game. And I think that's a really fascinating sort of insight into the way in which cornerbacks and defenders in general, the best ones anyway, the, the way their minds work. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. An, an incredible, incredible young man and uh, a really bright future ahead of him. And uh, um, really nice guy to boot as well, as is Darrell Rowe. But uh, well done to the two lads that picked up the Blackwater in Player of the Week. Uh, that was Oshin Foley and the top scorer of the week was Darrell Rowe and our thanks again to George and Patricia Plunkett. Without them, we wouldn't be able to uh, do these presentations and give the accolades to the uh, the club players around Mead. And of course, they are kindly allowing us to use their uh, venue for the event of our Kiko Sports Team of the Year. And uh, that is really going to be a great night um, over there in Kells. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead.
Javie, we, we, we mentioned it a couple of times there. We will be doing a full uh, podcast on this. It is going to be the regional championships. And you were at the launch of this last week. Um, I've seen the jerseys. I think the jerseys are absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Um, but there's there's a they're really putting a lot of work into this. And I think that this is going to be a success from the start. There's no half measures here with the regional championship. No, and they're trying to make this as professional a setup and as senior standard of a setup as they possibly can. And to be fair, the, the managers who've been assigned to the regions, like you're talking about top, really well-respected figures in, in County Mead. I think first and foremost, that's great. Um, the, the work that has gone into, I suppose, the jerseys, picking the regions, putting the managers in place, getting squads together, getting training, getting footballs, getting pitches getting food, getting physios, it is everything. And I can't stress enough, and I think Colin was quick to sort of mention that as well, <clears throat> the um the effort and the endeavours that have gone into this, right from sort of Conor O'Donoghue's brainchild down, um, it's it's first class. And I, I do hope people give this a crack. Listen, I know at this time of the year, a lot of people are probably finishing up with their clubs and they're kind of saying, ah, it's, it's wintertime, want to chill out for a while. This is the first year of it. I, I just encourage anybody who's kind of asked or is pondering, you know, giving it a crack to, to try it out for the first year and, and see how it goes. Um, because nobody really knows. Like Conor O'Donoghue, the management, the players, nobody really knows how this is going to work. But uh, I think the format of it is quite good. So it's two groups of four. All games are going to be Tuesday and Wednesday nights as well. So they're not you're not talking like weekend games or anything like that. So I think that's positive as well. Um, so I think it bodes well. Hopefully it goes well for the first year and it it just fits in nicely with the fact that Colm's only been appointed and it, it's a blank slate now for everybody. And he said that as well in the interview, which we'll hear later on the week, that, that even the panel that was there this year, they have to prove themselves again to him, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like it's a chance for Colm to see roughly about 240 players from junior and intermediate clubs as well. Not only that, like for, 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 for fellas who are going into it, there's a real chance of, of, of winning some silverware. And, 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 you know, and there will be prestige uh, with this regional championship because you're going to be playing with the top players in your region um, and you're going to be coming up against the top players all around the county. So I really think with the effort that's been put into it, with how they have organised this, it is so professionally done that players will want to buy into this because it's a huge opportunity. It's a massive, massive opportunity. And and it could become, you know, uh, something like that Kerry Senior Championship, the you know, regional championship that they do. And it could become a very prestigious cup. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think it has to start somewhere. And if the appetite is good and it, it, it gathers legs over the next few years, then there's no reason why it couldn't be integrated into the sort of senior championship like it is in Kerry or whatever. So, um, yeah, there's absolutely huge potential with this, Mickey. And uh, I think the people are going to enjoy it as well. Like, you know, for yeah. supporters to get to get the chance to watch quality games as well and, and see players. And again, there is there is senior clubs out there who maybe don't get to watch or don't choose to watch intermediate or junior football as much as as the likes of us would. Um, and they'll they'll actually recognise that there's such good quality down through the grades, and now you're kind of going to get the the creme de la creme playing against each other. So it it, it bodes well. It should be fantastic. Yeah, we're really really looking forward to it. But do check out our Loyal Royals podcast on that. We're going to have a full 
full breakdown of how the whole championship is going to work. We're going to break down the regions and their names, the management teams, the jerseys. We, we might even do a poll of some sort on which is the nicest jersey. Um, and, uh, you know, because that makes a big difference when you're going into playing a championship is the colour <laughs> of the jersey and, and the style of it and stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be doing a full uh, uh, look at the regional championship. Davey, to move on then to the Lottos and Instagram, uh, we'll go to the Lottos first. Sure, Mickey. Starting with Minolte first off and their results from tonight, Sunday, 9th of October, 4,800 of a jackpot. Uh, there was no winner, 2, 3, 9 and 17, the numbers. There was two match three winners collecting 100 euro each, Oren Henry and Paddy Smith. One special online prize of fifty euro goes to Edwina Alwell. I feel like she wins it every week. Um, and the next draw takes place next Sunday, sixteenth, with a five thousand euro jackpot. So Minolte steadily growing week on week. Gilcolm Kill are stagnated at twelve thousand still. Their numbers from last week were thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and eighteen. The next draw takes place. Um, on Thursday night, and uh, there was no match three winner, so they go again with twelve thousand next time around. The Cortown Lotto results from Friday night: eleven thousand one hundred of a jackpot, not one three thirteen twenty eight and thirty two. The five twenty euro winners were Senin and Denise Moen, John Joe and Bridget Mackin, Jackie O'Brien, Mags Monroe and Cormac Gilson. The fifty euro. Shaming Monroe Interiors, one for all voucher, went to Aideen Smith. And next week's jackpot is 11,1200 euro. And you can play it at cartoongaa.com forward slash lotto. Drumbara are next in, and their results from last week 8, 20, 23, and 26, 4,400 euro. There was no winner. 30 euro winners were Helen Murray, Emer Riley, sorry, Rumble, <laughs> uh, Paddy Gogarty, and Liz Casserly. Castletown, 4,600 from last time, last week, the 4th of October. There was no winner. 4, 6, 16, and 17. Lucky dip winners were Lisa Kelly by two, Pat McMahon, Auntie, Auntie uh, Casty, Joe and Lily, and May, May Weldon. Sorry. Navano Matney's from the 4th also. There was no winner. The numbers were 4, 5, 7, and 30. There was two match three winners who were Oliver Murtha and Mary Gallagher. The next draw takes place on the 11th of October with 5,450 euro. Dunshocklin and Royal Gales had yet another winner last week. Uh, they have got, they've had a really tough me. year, but on the lot of fronts, no. Um, it was Eamon O'Dwyer, um, and Eamon managed to match 4, 5, 13, and 17 to collect 3,000. 400 euro there was six match three winners collecting 35 euro each who are pat gibbons lindsey mccormick sean caffrey linda nolan Anne lavelle and frank burns so they were actually queuing up for that um the next draw takes place on monday at half eight live on facebook with 1000 euro of a jackpot 200 euro to be added in each week hashtag we are we hashtag we are skint <laughs> <laughs> from Andy Smith and Kieran Devaney followed that up by saying hashtag pray for Dunshockland <laughs> uh, Manalvi from Monday night last 4, 10, 17 and 21 no winner but 3 20 euro winners were PJ Walsh Mark uh, Kalalia and Mick and Marie O'Shea next draw takes place on the 10th which is Monday night 900 euro at manalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app uh, Longwood 9,100 euro no jackpot winner, Vernon and Noreen O'Brien, Louise Monaghan and Jen Commons. 
the look at your winners from last week 11 18 23 and 26 the numbers there and that is it from me mickey no bother well davy the center sound lotto is at 2800 it wasn't won last week and you can do that on their smart lotto app or you can go to any of their social media and uh, you'll get the link there and the simonstown lotto last week was 1400 euro there was no winner the match three winners were bridie mccullough and damien coyle the numbers drawn were 3 15 19 and 24 next friday the 14th of october the lotto is 1450 euro and jelly says once again he's back being smart you know how to play online so that's the way it is go online to the clubs app app or go um to any of their social media and you'll find the link you also followed that up davy with a little retort with with rovers as good as having the league one who do you think will be relegated will it be uh ucd or finn harps well looking at the table davy finn harps are on 19 points as well as ucd you know this yourself you are now a, a soccer commentator as well for lmfm we have to come back to that in a minute um, but Finn Harps are uh, minus 33 goals. UCD are minus 40. So um, I suppose the the ball is in Finn Harps' court, literally. So it is, um, you know, they can just equal or better UCD's um, uh, results over the next couple of games. They will um, stay safe. Yeah, I, I'd go with Finn Harps myself. I think they have a bit more experience in getting safe. They've been kind of down in that relegation mire for countless amount of years. They've got Ollie Horgan there, who's a terrific manager, knows how to get out of tight and sticky spots like they're in. And UCD, students by nature, um, possibly they mightn't have the same impetus to go and get themselves safe. But it is tight and there's nothing between them. Obviously, a second from bottom, I think, goes into that uh, relegation promotion playoff as well. Yeah. With second from uh, the, the Premier Division 1 uh, league as well. So, um, all to play for, yeah. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer, on 046. 955-1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Yeah, and Davey, uh, what about the town? How's the town doing? Uh, the town up the, up the town. Uh, the town were beaten last week against some Pats. Uh, I think they conceded a last minute goal as well. That's a big dent to their European chances. So, um, and will you be, will you be commentating on any of them, or is it only going to be Drada? Drada, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I I was lucky. Charm was only their second away win of the season, Mickey. Um, <laughs> at Bohemian, you travelled up to you travelled up to Dalyman Park on Friday evening for this one, Davy, and. Uh, you were commentating on the drugs win over uh, Bose, and uh, what was it like? It was good. Yeah, it was very similar to Park Talton. I don't know is that a is that a compliment or, or what to, to Park Talton or to Daily Man Park, but it, it was enjoyable. You know, I've never done really soccer before, but I'd have an interest, and uh, it was enjoyable. And I have to say, I got a liking for 
for Drogheda United after because uh, uh, there was a big crowd as travelling support up there as well for them and uh, they were rewarded with a great three points. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the soccer uh, done for this week, Davey. Uh, it's, it's not. We're coming it's, to Instagram. Mickey. It's now. It's now. It's, it's, that's the, the commentary done anyway. So it is. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll move over to Instagram Interactive and get the viewpoints of our listeners. Yeah, Richie George is first in, and he said, "We're told forever the bridesmaids." Oh, ouch! That's a tough one now. So it is. Uh, yeah, two two finals against Trim in three years, and they lose out in both of them um, by small margins. One point, obviously, the last time. And three points this time. Uh, Trim doing all the running in the first half, Davy, um, and and Rotot came back at them in that second half, but just weren't able to claw them back in. Yeah, it was a bit too late. Uh, they they got the goal, obviously, enter an injury time, and nearly got got a last gasp goal as well. But it would have been robbery, to be honest, which a Trim were comprehensively the better side. I think it's nearly sixty years since Rotot's last senior hurling championship. Um, so that, that is a long, long wait. Uh, Lindsay McCormick wants to know why was the women's senior final in Ratot venue not suitable? Well, uh, Park Tatra wasn't available. They, they did say that last week. Um, and uh, that was the reason why they had to put it in Ratot. But uh, why was the venue not suitable? Was it just the size, size of the crowd, maybe? Well, that too. And, and even the presentation, there was no like elevated area. So... Y- if you weren't up sides to, to see it, you couldn't really see what was happening or hear what was happening, unfortunately. I don't know why they just didn't stick with Ashburn. It's a good venue for me. There's a stand. It's yeah, a perfect true. one for a final. Um, Just on the Park Talton thing, and it was brought up again by Kieran Lynch. He said, ladies' final, not Park Talton. I do believe if the ladies' final had been played last week, the... It could have it could have happened. It could have been in Park Talton, but I don't think there was much communication between the parties and... That's disappointing because I thought it was a great success story from last year. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant having the double header. Um, and I did think that that was the way it was going to be going forward, that we would have the two of them on the same day. But with the fact that Park Tolchin has no floodlights at this time of the year, there's only so many games you can get played. And because, you know, the LGFA are a separate organisation, the, the 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 football and hurling um will always come first because the LGFA are basically asking uh, the GEA can they use their grounds um, and until that all comes under one uh, umbrella that's the way it's going to work I'm afraid sadly yeah uh, David Quinn said again to show us the tunnel I, I I promised him I will next week I just I forgot again um. But I'm telling you, it's incredible. It's the best tunnel ever I've seen. The Which? Park Dalton Tunnel. Oh, yeah, the Park Dalton Tunnel. Yeah, absolutely incredible tunnel, so it is. Um, and I love the way they've got the two tunnels there. Yeah, yeah. Side. Yeah, which is brilliant. Yeah, cool. Uh, Philip O'Brien said, some impressive performances by the St. Pat's men in the final left it all out there. Yeah, um, you, you'd know more about the Hurling than me, Davey. Yeah, they, they battled extremely well. They put themselves in a really good position, Mickey. 13 points to eight up at half time, but just couldn't really sustain that pace. And I suppose Kildaki, you know, um, packed with like really experienced sort of players who would have played senior and intermediate for years upon years um, came back at them in the second half. And it's a learning curve for some Pats. And I think they'll take a lot from it. Great experience for them to be into Park Talton. Um, they actually led by 12 points to four at one stage, just looking at it. But um disappointing um, but plenty of positives for them yeah absolutely and and you know Kildaki were beaten in the final last year as well like so um they've they're always up there and whatever but great strides made by some pats there is no doubt about that and 
and uh, uh, they just need to keep at it because they're getting closer. They really are. Yeah, Rob Perfield said, "Hope the weather is better next weekend." Yeah, fingers, so, yeah, fingers crossed. Like, the, okay, if the weather was like it was on Saturday, grand, but not on Sunday. Jesus Christ! I was at the intermediate final in Calvin on Sunday, Davy, and uh, mm. I think it finished one eight to nine points, and the weather just wasn't conducive to nice free free flowing football. I can tell you. No, uh, Joe McQueenie said, "Dumbine ladies, three in a row." Yeah, um, incredible feat by them, and you know, uh, probably not as dominant as they were last year, but still showing all their steel and showing all their worth and uh, uh, getting the job done and winning another senior football championship final. It's absolutely brilliant for them. Barney Doyle said trim for Leinster. Here we go again. Oh, we're, we're, we're off on this one again, yeah. Um, could they Could they go on a run, Davey? Yeah, I, th- I think they go into the intermediate, don't they, as yeah. well? Yeah, so from what I've seen, I think so, yeah. I Listen, it's two of the last three. They won the game comfortably. I know they only won it by three points, but they controlled and dictated the game for the most part. And it was an impressive showing in a difficult sort of conditions, as we've talked about. So, yeah, they have some outstanding players. I don't see why not, if they take I mean, it seriously, that is. Have uh, uh, Trim lost a game this year? They did. They lost to Kiltail the last game, Kiltail. but they were both yes, through to yes. the semis. They, yeah. they only the lost by point so. as well. Could they go on a run now with the Hurling and go through Leinster and go to the, and do what their uh, their emulate their footballing exploits from last year? Um, that'd be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, lucky to be working says Liverpool fans, watery hens, Klopp to get sacked. Some ham he is. Arsenal were free. <laughs> Can you break that down into English for us, will you, lad? Uh, it was a great win for Arsenal, Mickey. That's the only takeaway I'd I'd pull from it, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, Liverpool oh, will be the, in the how did that? How did that one finish? Three two to the league leaders. Oh, it was three two. I thought it was two all. Um, I didn't realize. Um, well done to the Arsenal. But, but um, I said this. There was someone asking me, like I'm very quiet or something like that. I said, listen, it was a routine win at home against the mid-table side. Like, I I don't see why people are getting so excited. Yeah, you can't be you can't be going around celebrating a win like that against a mid-table side. Yeah, um, PS Tapes comes in and he said, "Are Arsenal the real deal?" Can't believe I'm asking that. Right, Davy, there you go. Now there's the big question for you. Well, listen, I would have even had my reservations before last weekend, but they've gone and beaten Spurs and Liverpool in the one week now, and that's you know two big wins against two perceived big sides as well. They're still top. Uh, and for all this city dominance and goals and everything like that, Arsenal are still top of the tree. It's incredible. And uh, long may it continue. I still would be happy with top four, but I'm all for it to just snowball as long as it can. But I think it will eventually blow up. Can you still do a Leicester on it? You know, we were all we all <laughs> That's what it would feel Leicester. like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all waited for Leicester to blow up and we were like, oh, no, no, this week is where they'll fall apart. And then they just went on and, and, and uh, railroaded everybody. But... Look, I, 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 I don't know. You know, I suppose the proof will be in the pudding when you play Man City. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's the, the the big clash now. There's only a point between us, but uh, put but put put eleven men behind the ball and play for the nil all. And do you think that eleven men could hold back Erlen Haaland? Again? <laughs> Not a chance. The man's a robot. He's a machine. Just, just so. make a circle around him and don't let him get. Behind. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'll just yeah. get up and header the ball then. He's a sicko, yeah. Um yeah, Alan McCormick class. said Kildalki's second half performance. Oof. 
That is uh, in reference to the Junior 2 final. Yeah, yeah. Um, incredible stuff. Um, was that game played on Saturday, Saturday or Sunday? Saturday afternoon. Played on yeah. Saturday, so you can't put it down to the weather conditions on Sunday. Um, so it was just a, a massively dominant uh, display in that second half. Yeah, and like 37 scores across the board like for a Junior 2 final, I think is great going as well. So yeah. great credit Score to both every teams. two minutes. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Byrne says that goal. Now... I think this, I'm not actually sure which goal he's referring to, but I think it probably is the goal that Trim got in the Senior Hurling final. Unfortunately, Garode Crowley won't want to see it again. It was uh, an innocuous ball in from uh, from Andrews, James Andrews, from about 60 metres out. Tried to catch it in the hand and it slipped through his hand and into the back of the net. It was a real clangor. He had a very good game after that, but uh, it was one that he won't want to see again, unfortunately. Well, it's either the trim goal or the report goal because there was no other goals uh, across the weekend in the hurling. So um, they were yeah. the only two goals scored in those three finals. Unless he's on about the screen goal. Um, no, I, th- I think ladies. he was at the game. I think he's on about the oh, trim goal, yeah. He's on about the trim goal. What was the report goal like then? Uh, the report goal was a free p- from Paggio Hanrahan no, two be. minutes into injury time and there was five or six men on the goal line and somehow he managed to squirm it into the net. It was a great finish. He had a great game, actually, Podge. But uh, all in vain, sadly. Uh, Jack Walsh with uh, the soccer, the roundup of the soccer, he said insane comeback from Rovers tonight. Uh, I don't know, did you see this, Mickey? They were, they won 3-2. Oh, uh, right. R- um, Rory Gaffney got a 95th minute winner for them against Shelburne and that gives them a little bit of breathing space at the top from Derry City who are putting on serious pressure. They play yeah. each other next week as well. And the thing is, is that the Shamrock Rovers have a huge amount of games coming up in the next few weeks um, and it's not going to be easy for them, so it's not. But uh, yeah, massive win, 3-2. That puts five points between the teams. If Derry can win that game against Shamrock Rovers, it should make for a real good finish to the season. <clears throat> Yeah, well, she also said Chris Kamara in the attic after hearing commentary from Daily Mount Park on Friday night. <laughs> Unfortunately, Davy, on Friday night, I didn't get to listen to you. Um, myself and the kids went out for a meal. And, uh, what? Yeah. Myself and you the wouldn't listen to League of Ireland, you went for a meal with your kids instead. Yeah, I know, I know. I feel so bad, Davy. I feel so bad. But from all accounts, you did a great job. Yeah, so thanks, done. Mickey. I, th- I think Jelly was listening in. He was asking how was Daily Mount Friday, and then Shane Whitty wants to know is Davy a Bose Ultra now? Um, y- it's an intimidating place that Daily Mount Park because I, I went in went into the Jacks before the game, and like there's all there's all painting and writing on the walls, and it's really cool, but like it's it's fairly intimidating now. You feel like you're sort of in Galatasaray or a place like that, and. Yeah, it's a real fortress now. I know Drogheda went there and got the win and stuff, but I wouldn't like going there as a visiting player or supporter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never uh, had the pleasure of being up there, but it's something that I, I might do. We might go to a game together some evening, Davy. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I think that's it from Instagram Interactive, Mickey. Right, and uh, what was PS Tape's only contribution? Uh, wondering if Arsenal were the real deal or not. Jesus, I thought he'd have more to say than that, but uh, uh, taking it back to the soccer, so he was. But uh, don't have more instant, Mickey. But I have to give the plug to our our club shop, which is only launched over the weekend, and there was some great feedback from it. Um, it's all lo- up and live now on Kiko Sports, so we have the link plastered across our socials. And the 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 one caveat with it is that people have, I think, until the twentieth, isn't it? So it's Wednesday week to get their gear orders in. 
if they want a Christmas delivery. So it's key. There's a six-week sort of lead in time. So uh, the gear is up. We have jerseys, uh, hats, half sips, all sorts of things, kid sizes as well. It's it's very uh, well-priced, I would say, as well. And I'm not just saying that. I think it's it's very affordable for people as well. So get up, have a look in. And, and we've got some of the gear already, Mickey, and we know the quality of it. It's absolute top-notch. Yeah, it really is. Check out all of our social media. You'll find the links there. Um, we'll probably pin it to the top of our um, Twitter account and, of course, uh, to our Facebook account and whatever. And we will be plastering it over the next few weeks. You're going to see an awful lot coming from us from the next few weeks because, as we said, we do have the Kiko Sports Team of the Year event happening in the Blackwater Inn in Kells on the 22nd of October. So we will be pumping out uh, loads of information about that. We can't stress enough how we really want our listeners to come over and enjoy that evening with us and uh, celebrate the club players and as Davey said we also have the club shop and um, something that we're just trying out we have a, a whole host of uh, gear as Davey mentioned there's uh, hoodies as well and there is the jacket that maybe some people have seen you and me wearing at some of the games but uh, as Davey said as well really really keenly priced if you want to get uh, your loved ones a Christmas present and um, you know and have it in time as he said 20th of October, the club shop will close and it will probably reopen it up again after Christmas, uh, depending on how it goes. But um, do, if you want to get your loved ones something uh, for Christmas or the kids or anybody, because um, as we said, the gear is really, really top quality. Get your order in ASAP. You'll find the links on all of our social media pages. Well, look, that's it from this episode of your We Are Me podcast. Remember, We Are Me by Manners North.